good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This? with Junior Renee Bobrun. Look at us now, episode nine, almost in the double digits. This is awesome. Again, I'd like to thank everyone who's tuning in for the first time, and I'd suggest that you guys go back and listen to episodes one through eight so you can get an idea about what this show is about. Like I've said in previous episodes, this is an ongoing conversation. It's not the normal clickbait commentary where I'm just pulling things out of the news and just uh, looking for views by using things from the news. Today is going to be a little different. I may speak about a couple of things going on, but I'm going to relate it personally to what's uh, how what's going on in the on a national or international level is affecting me and my personal relationships. Very important. Um, But before we get to all of that, uh, all the people that have been sending me their suggestions, questions and concerns at whose world is this? Two one at gmail.com. I appreciate that. That's W H O S E W O R L D I S T H I S two one at gmail.com. Whose world is this? Two one at gmail.com. Please keep those suggestions, comments, concerns, commentaries, criticisms, all of it. Keep them coming. As I've said before, this is an ongoing conversation. I may be the one with the microphone, but every single last listener has a voice on this platform. So in keeping with the ongoing theme of this particular programming, I have to title this episode and I've titled this episode, which is episode nine. I've titled it for your mind or one time for your mind. Now, why did I? name it that why did I call it that you may ask because I think all of us out there I'm being presumptuous when I say all of us I'm going to say some of us many of us out there need to take a minute for ourselves and this is what I mean we are being inundated and I've said this I think episode one I think I mentioned it you know whether we're misinformed or informed the news and whatever um We're being inundated with so much information. That's one. But you know who's also inundating us with information? It's not just the the media, as we like to call it, or uh, our 24-hour news cycle, as we like to label it, or um, our news outlets or um, our social media outlets. It's our friends and family, right? Anyone out there? inundated with memes and links from one particular political affiliation to the other. Me, my true friend base, and a lot of people like to say this, you know, oh, I have friends that are on the left or on the right or on this or on that. Many of my friends are on the left. Many of my friends are on the right. Many of my friends are libertarians. Many, you know, I've lived a while, I've traveled a while, I've been around, I've created a space in my life where a lot of people can speak to me. And the reason why you can speak to me is because I've argued points that I disagree with. I've taken my own 
ideas and ideologies and belief systems. And I've argued myself, I've argued the contrary. I've been an opponent of my own ideology so I can make sure that it withstands what I like to call withstands the rigors of intellectual inquiry and debate. Do you understand? That's what I do. So if I believe something, if, I, if something rings true with me, the first question I ask is, why does it ring true with me? What about how I was raised, how I was informed? What about me based on how I was nurtured, based on my nature, that this particular ideology or whatever resonates with me and something else doesn't? I resonate with this. I'm repulsed by that. Why? So before I even check the box and say, yep, I'm getting off at this stop, this stop. I believe this. This is this is my belief system. I'm going to read everything about this belief system. I'm going to just uh, stick to this belief system. I'm going to only listen to people from this belief system and disagree with anyone who disagrees with this belief system. Instead of doing that, I take a minute. I go, you know what? That makes a lot of sense to me. I like this one. And then I go, well, why do I like it? That's a very that's a very important question for you to ask. Why do you believe what it is that you believe? Why did this ring true with you for some reason and that not? It, it's a little deeper than you think this is true. You believe this to be true. If you listen to a couple of episodes ago, I think it was the memory lane episode. We speak about belief, truth and fact and the difference of what you believe to be true. What is true and what is fact? I can't remember which episode, but definitely check that out. So. That's what's important to me is being correct, not being right, not winning the argument, not, not, not doubling and tripling down on a belief system. It's fact checking, being correct. That's why for me, a lot of what I believe can turn into an ongoing conversation. Sometimes a little voice in my head will say, well, June, remember you said this and that in the third and you thought you believed this. Well, what if you blah, blah, blah. And I pose hypotheticals like a scientist will pose hypotheticals. Well, what if we add this to the equation or a mathematician poses hypothetical? What if we add this variable? What happens now? What happens to the formula now? Not enough of that is going on. I could argue that we've been all put in a space where we've had to choose sides as if there is a side. Living in this binary world of you're either on this side or that side is strange to me with, with as many people and cultural experiences and minds and uniqueness that exists out in the world. I'm having to choose a side. Who said it has a side? What if it's a circle? What if this whole thing is circular and we're picking sides? And once we start picking these isms and these sides, all of us, many of us out there in the United States, I'm speaking to people in North America, anyone else around the world, please feel free to chime in. But I'm, you know, but it, it just is, it's very interesting to me what my, uh, my inbox on my phone has turned into where people are sending memes of, unverified uh, uh, links, unverified news stories, some stories that aren't really true after just a, after a tiny bit of investigation, I'll have to correct a friend or family member and say, hey, listen, um, I took a look, I took a listen, uh, 
that that's not really what happened or maybe you want to do a little bit more investigating on, on, on this thing that you sent and then I'll suggest that they don't send this out to anyone else you know because you don't want to delegitimize yourself you don't want you don't want to be that person the person who's constantly sending unverified information to people it, it diminishes you right I feel and um you find yourself in a situation where I'm people are calling me or texting me with my thoughts which I love I love speaking to a lot of my friends that are willing to hear me out because they know I'm willing to hear them out there are certain people that are calling to see if I agree with them or not not my thoughts I have a couple of friends that'll send me something and they'll go your thoughts question mark and I know what they mean they're looking for perspectives before they literally make up their own mind right so I have those friends and I have others that are looking for me to agree they don't want to be correct they just want their point to be proven right big difference right and so you find yourself I, I, I find some of these people and I noticed last year it, it was getting to the point especially during our uh, presidential election cycle I was like I'm a little tired because you always because these memes and these links would be sent with angst and question marks the person on the other end of that text that was sent to me was nervous and they were angry and they were incensed no matter what side of the quote-unquote aisle they were on it was and I was saying to myself yo <laughs> yo have you looked at it from this perspective or that and they would go I never thought about it that way I'm like oh well you know maybe it, it, it could help it could help you know you have a different perspective it can also help with your your, your heart palpitations too because you know you, you're getting bent out of shape over something that with, with half an answer and it's put us in a position I feel because I've actually had to I've watched people witnessed people uh, opt out of their family group chats last year during the election cycle because the conversations became so confrontational between close family members I'm talking about parents and siblings nieces and nephews on group chats and the adults you have the the, the adult nieces and nephews uh, uh, correcting an aunt or an uncle and the aunt or an uncle taking umbrage great issue with with um, the niece or nephew's uh, opinion or retort and it, it gets toxic and I can't believe that family right now the adults or the grown-ups so to speak the elders because everyone was is adults in, in a lot of these rooms the elders couldn't find a way to speak to the youth to the to the younger adults and find a way I'm not saying everything comes down to a consensus or a common accord sometimes you draw a line in the sand and I get that I have my politics at this point there are certain things there are certain lines that are drawn in the sand and or concrete with me we'll discuss those later on but mostly everything can be spoken about and worked out with me why because I've lived long enough I've reflected I've re-examined my own dogmas and, and I've, I've abandoned many echo chambers in this life. And I've argued so many of the things that I believe. I don't need to be right. 
I want to be correct. So if I stand corrected after you and I speak, good. Because you know what I just got? I just got the truth. I just got rid of a lie. So now I can let go of this thing I believed or this thing that I thought was true or a fact. And I can let go of that to a higher truth or a better truth or a better fact. You understand? So I don't, I, I don't need to be right. I just want to be correct. You understand? So for me, we can have these debates and go back and forth and this, that, and the third. It's cool. Even if I think you're dead wrong, I might learn something. <laughs> but oftentimes, that's not what's happening. Family members opting out of, of, of chats with their family. What are we doing here? I mean, I was reading articles last year, which I found very interesting, right? That's funny. I'm saying the word interesting. I have a friend of mine who listens to the show and he said, June, you use the word interesting a lot. I'm like, because a lot of things are interesting. But anyway, that was one of his uh, suggestions that I find a new word, maybe fascinating. I'll use that word. You know? Well, I found that curious. I'm going to use the word fascinating or curious. I'm going to replace in this particular friend. He knows who he is. I'm going to replace the word interesting with fascinating or curious. I find that to be curious. Right. I'm curious about that. But anyway. That um, I was reading this article and they said that um, even and not because of quarantine, but because the political climate and all the things surrounding it became so contentious with families that, th that families were using the quarantine and covid and certain things like that as an excuse not to go visit their family. They were using the quarantine as an excuse or a reason not to visit because the, the, the sister-in-law may not uh, agree with the brother-in-law. The mother-in-law may not agree with the daughter-in-law. The father-in-law may not agree with the son-in-law. And people were saying, I'm not sitting at the table with this person. I can't sit and chew with my mouth closed at a table with this human being during the holidays. That's where we have gotten. <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying to everyone out there, uh, is this where we're at? Is this where we're going to be in, in 2021 and beyond? So this is why I'm saying, uh, this is why I called it one time for your mind. I'm asking the question, what are we going to do to improve the state of affairs among our family members and friends due to the things that have transpired last year politically and socially. What are we doing? Are we pointing fingers? Are we saying, yo, auntie, she's crazy. Or my mother-in-law, she's, I can't talk to her. Or my father-in-law or my uncle or my cousin or my sister, I can't talk to her. My brother can't. We have nothing to talk about. Is that where we are? Is it their fault? Do we need to take a moment and re-examine why we believe what we believe? I'm not telling you to find a common consensus with people. Oftentimes people think consensus is progress. Sometimes you do have to draw certain lines in the sand and the concrete. I like to call it drawing lines in the concrete because sometimes you need that line to stand forever. And sometimes 
If you draw a line in the sand, you need that line to erode with time, depending on the circumstances. So what I'm asking is, are the things that you're angry about with your family member, friend, loved one, whatever, politically, is it that contentious and is, is it that much of a deal breaker that you can't find a common thread to agree on so you can maintain your relationship? Or is it so bad that you're saying, if that person truly believes that, then I can't have them in my life? Where is your true deal breaker? Is it your ego that's hurt? Hmm? Has someone bruised your ego? Has someone challenged your dogma to the point that you just might be wrong? Or is it that that person is so, in your mind, so amoral or immoral and their belief system is so detrimental and it endangers people to the point where you say, yeah, no, I can't, I can't know you anymore. I can't love you anymore the same way. I just want to know. Because that's what I'm, I'm noticing now. Like, I'll give you, I'm going to have a small confession. There are certain people whose ideology I choose not to be around. And the reason why I'm going to say it, they have the kind of ideology where they feel the need to spew it every time they have an audience. Because they don't really, I feel that people like that. And in my own experiences, I'm only speaking from my own experience. In my own experiences, I noticed that people that constantly feel the need to reiterate their belief systems are people that are looking for validation. They don't really believe their belief system. They're looking for validation. They've chosen a side. They've gotten off at a stop. It's checked the box for them for whatever reason. And they said, this is what I believe. And whoever believes differently is uh, is crazy or, or, or and they dismiss any other thoughts contrary to their belief system as opposed to asking themselves, why do I believe this? Why does this resonate with me for whatever reason? And this other thing, I'm repulsed by it, or I'm repelling this, and I'm attracted to that, and I, and I resonate with that. Why is that? They never ask themselves that question. For whatever reason, they cling on to an ideology and they stay there. And every time you see them, they got to spit it and say, oh, if you did the other thing, or if you voted for this other person, or if you believe this other thing, then something's wrong with you. They don't leave any space for debate. For me, debate is sport. So it's exercise. Get my heart pumping a little bit. It's no big deal, right? There's something in New York we used to do. It's called slap boxing. What is slap boxing, you may ask? Well, if you grew up in New York City, and probably other parts of the East Coast or wherever, or you, it's, it's, it's pretty much translates into play fighting, right? You know, your friends, you're hanging out with your friends, and you want to know who has hands, which means skills, fighting skills. So what you do is you're slapping your friend. You're putting your hands up, and you're standing in a boxing stance, and instead of punching your friend, because this is your friend now, not your enemy. This is not someone you're trying to hurt or disable or, or, or someone you wish harm to. This is someone that you're just using as, a, as an opportunity to show your skills, right? So instead of swinging with a closed fist, you swing with an open hand and you slap them. 
most likely on their face, which is what you're trying to do. We call it head hunting. And so you slap them. You slap around, you slap around, you slap boxing, you know, and after a couple of minutes, both of you guys get tired and you guys, oh, I beat you. Oh, no, you only got two. Yeah, that's great. That's me in debates. My, my slap boxing never turned real. Never turned real. For some, it did. For me, it never did. Why? Because maybe I was born with an inherent confidence. So even when I lost and a couple of times I did lose in slap boxing, I was okay with that. I would come back and slap box again the next day and the next day, no matter how many times I would lose to certain dudes and I would always get what I would get better. I would slap box someone who was better than me to get better. That's how I treat debating. That's how I treat dialogues about uh, and discussions about politics, about religion, about relationships, about whatever. It's exercise. You get better. Someone who knows more than you or maybe more adept than you or maybe whose mind is more lucid than mine or fluid than mine. I love to have these discussions. I have zero issue being wrong. I have zero issue standing corrected. Now, each and every one of us out there, every listener out there has to ask themselves, do you have an issue standing corrected? Is the reason why you're mad at that family member is because they just might be right and you just might be wrong. Or you may not be as right as you think you are. I remember a friend of mine, she used to say, uh, she, she had a Jamaican accent and she used to say people love to be wrong and strong. You know, double and triple down on things. Even if they get evidence to the contrary of what their belief and maybe something that they believe may not be correct. They still want to be right. Is that you? I'm not saying that we have to come up with some common consensus. I'm not saying that certain things are deal breakers. Like if you harm children to me, or if you think that harming children is OK, we're going to have a problem. Right. Me and you are deal breakers. I'm, I'm never going to know you. You're never going to be around me. I may feel the need to harm you if you think harming children's OK. I may feel that. Hey, l let me let you know what that feels like if you think harming kids are it's okay. There's certain deal breakers for me, right? But is what's going on with us politically in this country, where we've all chosen these sides, we're creating these parameters and protocols by which such and such is this and you're that. If you believe this, then you're a that. If you believe this, then you're a that. If you would vote for this, then you're a that. I can't hang with you or be with you or deal with you if you voted for this or that. Is that where we are? Is that where we are right now? especially in the last election, you know, let's look at what it was, right? Um, you had, uh, I think, 81 million people allegedly voted for uh, our President Joseph Biden and 76 or 78 million people voted for our, our uh, former president, Donald J. Trump. And those two men, uh, Joseph Biden just won with receiving the highest amount of votes ever an election and Donald Trump lost receiving the second highest amount of votes in a hundred years. So what's that saying is that the people have spoken and what the people are saying is that they think they're more divided than ever think I'm saying think because I have my politics when it comes to if Joseph Biden is actually his politics is actually different than a Donald Trump's. Like I said, I have my opinion on that, but it's a lot of that is based on facts. I, I would say that they're not as different as people would like to set them out to be. But in any case, what we've noticed is that there are 70 plus million people that are very angry. And we've seen some of that anger play out uh, in January of this year.
Um, and I'm asking, uh, where is it? Where are we? Are we reflecting? Are we examining our politics, our dogmas, our belief systems? Are we re-examining them? Or are we saying, this is the team I'm playing for, that's it. I'm doubling and tripling down no matter what. This is the politics. You know, I hear people speak a lot about politics, but they've never read about politics. They get their politics from this 24-hour news cycle. They get their politics from talking heads on the radio or talking heads on, on YouTube or, or someplace else. And I'm like, well, have you read this about the politics that you believe in? This is one of the foremost, quote-unquote, authorities on this. Oh, I've never read that. Oh, okay. Well, you say you believe in this economic system. Have you read such and such on that? Because it was a very interesting article on that. And, and I remember reading the book that, oh, no, I've, I've never read. Oh, so where are you getting these ideas about what you believe? Where are you getting your belief system from? If you're not even quoting the highest authorities, not the biased authorities, where are you getting your information from? How far back are you going? Two years? Ten years? How about 150? How about 350? Eh, let's, let's go back 700 years. Forget about 2021. Let's go back to 821 BC. I mean, I'm just saying, how invested are you? And if you're so invested in what you say you believe, I'm asking each and every one of you to research it. And not just research it from people on your side. When I used to believe something, I said, wow, I'd get a book on it a book for people who support a particular ideology, and I would make sure I got another book for someone who was a staunch critic of that same ideology. That's how you become an intellectual. That's how you become truly intelligent. That's how you become truly learned about a subject. You have to weigh the supporters, and you have to weigh the critics and the objectors to that same ideology, to that same belief system that you believe. If you're not doing that, then you're doing yourself and those around you a great disservice. Many, many of these arguments that are happening between family members that can't that can't even stay in a virtual digital chat room with each other, let alone sit at a table with each other. Reason why is there's ignorance as to the subjects that these people believe in. It comes from insecurity. You are not knowledgeable enough about what you say you believe, because if you were truly secure in your belief system, a couple of shots at your belief system wouldn't even reach you. You wouldn't even know it because you know what you know. You've already argued against what you know so many times. You've plugged up the holes already. And if it was a belief system you had to abandon for a better one, you did that already. You did the work. So when someone came to you, a contrarian or some came with a contrary opinion, you, you didn't sweat. Your heart didn't skip a beat. You welcomed it. You welcomed it. You said, oh, wow, I never thought about it that way. Or you said, uh, this is where you're wrong. This is where you're taking what I said out of context or this is. And you're able to have these discussions. I'm just saying each one of us needs to take take out time for our mind. And take a second and and disconnect from the the the, the toxic texts um, the shots that we're taking at our family members and friends because they may think differently than us. We may need to take a minute to repair what it or re-examine uh, and reflect on what we believe and in the hopes that maybe we can repair some of these relationships that have been done damage, damage undeservedly.
you know? So that's what I think we should do, me and my long rants. I think we should do that. I think this 2021 should give us an opportunity to do that. Um, take a second, you know, in the midst of a take a break from worrying about to vaccine or not to vaccine. Uh, <laughs> all of these things that are going on, we need to take a moment. This is a moment now. Some of us have a little bit more free time on our hands than we were accustomed to. Maybe it's time to look back at some scholars and not just talking heads, not just people who know how to provoke. Maybe it's time to take a moment and read those books that they never gave us back in grade school and high school and college about the world that we live in. All the, all the, all the texts that we should have read and should have had committed to memory or have on our bookshelf today, we weren't given because we weren't told how to think about this world. We were told what to think. Not how to think, but what to think. I'm not going to mention these books now. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say that if you do have a belief system, I don't care what it is, anarchist, Marxist, liberal, libertarian, social democrat, people are bandying around a lot of words and haven't read any of the text from the, from the originators of these streams of thought and these theories. But yet these words are getting thrown out there. I'm a this, I'm a that, really. And then when I meet someone who's read the texts on this and actually enjoys it, I didn't do it. Just, it wasn't a chore for me. It was it was enjoyable. And I'd read it. And when people would say, I'm a such and such, I would go, wow, that I, from what I know that particular political ideology to be, you are not that. You're more like this. And they go, well, why do you say that? I'm like, well, this, this, that, and the third. And I start naming dates and times and and filling in the blanks and they start looking at me with that sort of glazed look in their eyes and I go, yeah. Um, and because I'm approaching them without ego, I'm not looking to be right so they don't feel diminished. I go, yeah, you might want to, you know, just read that. Yeah, might help you out with that, you know. So next time you get into an argument with your whatever, you know, you'll be a little bit more informed. Yeah, you know, so... In any case, people, I bid you adieu and thank you again for listening to Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Beaubrun. Until next time.